Hey everybody, it's May, the three chicks are blooming, and we're here to talk today about what you can do when you have a client who has a champagne diamond expectation with a rubber chicken pocketbook. I'm Victoria from North Carolina, Donna from New Jersey, and Beth from Minnesota, and occasionally our mascot, Minnie Me, comes in. So let's get rolling. Ah, uh, yes, that is something that has happened to all three of us, probably mm. more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, clients that expect all this in heaven too, and are incredibly demanding and just don't have the budget to back it up. And, um, oh gosh, if I had a dime for every time that has happened to me, I'd be very, very rich. As a matter of fact, that is one of the uh, clients, the troublesome clients that I cover in my eight-second sniff test to report. Ah, and yes, we're indeed. Going to be uploading that to the Three Chicks site very soon. So yes, indeed, the up. sniff test. Okay, Donna. In the in the meantime, why don't you tell our audience what the sniff test is? The sniff test is how you can sniff out a troublesome client in eight seconds or less. Mm. Yeah, and uh, we've all been freelancing, the three of us, for a very long long time. Yeah. (laughs) What did we figure out? It was like 50 years of freelancing. Collectively, yes. Collectively. And, you know, it got to a point where when you work with a lot of different clients, you start to sniff out the ones that are going to be great to work with and Mm -hmm. the ones that are absolutely horrendous to work with. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are bad to work with always seem to have the same kind of uh, MO, so to speak. So uh, the one that we want to talk about today is the one with the champagne taste and the rubber chicken pot. (laughs) And you can sniff them out pretty quickly, actually. How do you do that? Well, one thing I find is that they'll give you a list of, um, I found you on the internet, your website is great, you're just the person to help us, and here's what we want to do. And they give you a whole laundry list of all of the things they want, a long form landing page, and we want navigation for the whole site, and we want, you know, text ads and emails and this and this and this and this. And, you know, um, they'll go ahead and promise you the earth, moon, and stars. And then when you tell them the fee, uh, they fall off their chair. And they'll say, oh, my God, we can't afford that. We're a startup. Just this time, just this first time, (laughs) we get used to working together. Just this time. First time. You know, just cut your feet a little bit because, you know, we are a startup. And then once everything is done, we'll go back to your regular fees because there's going to be a lot of work down the pike. Down the pike. Oh, down the yes. pike, yes. Oh, so my that pierce, that pike. Have you um, noticed that when you like cut your fee and all that kind of stuff, they are harder to work with than the ones who just who pay more? Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. That's oh yeah. Just, oh yeah. And it, as an editor, I've had a client who was a copywriting client first and came to me to to uh, not only edit but also ghostwrite a book. He wanted 80,000 words and he wanted to pay me 2,500. 
And I said, uh, no, it's 7,500 to 10,000. And that's the going rate. That is the going rate, absolutely. The going rate. And he... Kind of. Kind, kind of. of. This is an entire discussion that we can have because there are now, you can go to Fiverr, for example. Well, yeah. yeah. And, just, and that's where a lot of them are going and they're getting right. copied and pasted, plagiarized stuff. Right. Which is uh, a whole, yeah. It, that's the going rate for a reputable, experienced, yes. reliable Really great writer, Victoria Rosendahl. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and I had worked for him before at a reduced rate. Oh. And so when I told him what it was going to be, he said, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. I said, go ahead. Bye-bye. Go ahead. And I've never heard from him again. And that always seems to be the case, too. Every single client that says, we're on a budget, we're a startup. Yes. Can you just yes. invest with the price? There's right. so much work down the line that, you know, right. we'll make it up to you. It never, not once, has happened. Not never. once. It's oh, that's even funner. I get emails at my fiction account where I'll give somebody a free 99 cent book and they'll be like, oh, I, I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave a review. Uh, it's not even, they, they don't even review it. I mean, it, even, even at that minuscule amount. 99 cents. Just that little it's just, bit of, It's yeah. that whole something for nothing. Yeah. I'm not um, sure. And, and, you know, my best, my best client has been uh, a guy I have written and edited for, and I've never changed my hourly fee because he pays me within 48 hours. And he, he doesn't balk about the invoice. And so because of that, where I have raised my rate higher over the last couple of years, I've been working for this guy for a couple of years. Over the last couple of years, I've never raised my rate. And I won't. But he, it, it was something you did as opposed to him. Asking. Correct. Exactly. Well, cor exactly. And the reason that I never did is because he was as respectful of me as a writer and editor as I was of him as a client. And that's, it's that whole respect thing that when you get somebody uh, trying to bring your fee down or acting all shock and awe about, you know, we've all been around for so long that it's not like we're just making our debutante debut. Mm -hmm. We're starting as a copywriter. I wrote some pieces for Animal Legal Defense Fund for not a lot of cash. In fact, the first one was a freebie, so I could pick up some more work with them, and I did. I did. And so they, how, how did you know the difference between what Donna just talked about, you know, with the red flags versus what mm -hmm. you did willingly for the Animal Legal Defense Fund? Well, it, in that respect, it was because I really wanted to work for them, and I was brand new. This was 2003, right when I was getting started. And I had, that's, that was the letter that made you cry, Ben. I was just going to say that, that that project, I still bear the scars from that project. <laughs> it I was hard. look at a cat without thinking, oh. It was hard yeah. to write. It was hard to write. But it was successful enough. And fortunately, I only had to do a page of the letter for free. Um, so it wasn't like I gave the whole thing away and then they made a bucket of money. It was a spec piece for them to see how I wrote. And the reaction of them was, did you just make this up? I said, no, it's one of your case studies on your website. And they were, they, they didn't even recognize it. 
So in that respect, it was be, I did it on purpose, but I knew what I was getting into. I was the one who said, I'll do it. I think it's different if you have a client coming to you, asking you to lower your fee versus you saying, I really want to work with this client and you keeping your fee low on purpose. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also makes a difference too, if you're experienced, you know, you yep. said you did this back in 2003, you were a newbie, yep. you were, yep. you know, you wanted to get experience. It's a completely different thing. Yep. And that's really not what we're discussing. Oh no, absolutely. It's absolutely. really experienced entrepreneurs like the three of us that have potential clients coming to you and saying, I want this and I want this and I want this. And it has to be like this and you can only do it for X number of dollars. Right. Whoa, exactly. whoa, wait a minute. Time out. No, 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 no. And, and Victoria, you mentioned before what it really all boils down to is respect. Yeah. Yeah. Respect for you as a professional, respect for your time, respect for your experience. And so many times we sell ourselves short because yeah. we want the work or we think maybe this time it will be different. Right. And it never really is. Have you, it, it, this is kind of a, a, an ancillary uh, to this, but when somebody asks you for your price, do you give them a set price or do you give them a price range? I give them a price range. Because I do too. Projects change. I think yep. you have to. Um, so you too. know, if you're doing any kind of, of consulting or in our case writing, where mm -hmm. you're not selling an actual, this is the product, this is how much you pay. This is um, a widget. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you have to do a range. Uh, and there have been times that, you know, I have walked into a project thinking it was a lot less work than it wound up to be. Yes. And interestingly enough, those projects were almost always with the bargain shopper client. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a perfect, perfect term for them. Yeah. Not only rubber chicken, but bargain shopper. Yeah. And Beth, yeah. you said this has happened in the in your world as a publisher too. Well, all the time. I mean, we um, I we don't charge our authors, you know, to get published. We we're we're still can, we're one of the very few, what are called traditional publishing houses where people query us, blah blah blah. But if they want to buy a bunch of books, we sell them for a discount to them. Mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a book signing or something and want, you know. And, you know, it's tiers of, of discount. You know, if you buy 25 books, you get this percent off. If you buy 50 books, it's this percent. And if you buy 100 books, and the, the discount is even deeper. And I've had <laughs> authors that say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, order 100 books, um, but I need 50 now. Can I get the 100 discount, you know, now? And, then, and I, usually that's followed by a sob story of something. You know, I, have, I have a wedding coming up or I have a graduation coming up. And as soon as it's over, I'm going to get that last 50 books. And I'm, you know, I'm a sucker. I know it. Has, have they, has that ever come through? It, it, they, they have never bought the extra 50 books. And I just, <gasps> and, and now, now we just, you know, I, 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 it kills my heart to say it, but I'm like, mm, you got to get them all at once. That's, you know, otherwise we don't get the discount either. And, you know, so yeah, it sucks, but. Well, you know what? As they say in The Godfather, it's not personal; it's business. Yeah. And you know what? I you know what? I understand that saying. But for me, 
maybe not everybody else. For me, it's always personal. It doesn't mean that I take it personally, mm-hmm. but it's always personal to me. When and that's somebody funny. says, you know, I can't, I'm not going to pay you what you're worth. But, you know, yeah. with my publishing company, we are a tiny business. And I, mm-hmm. I get, I totally get, you know, that we, I get real invested with our authors and, and they are like family and I want to help them out. And that's, that's where, you know, me being a bit of a sucker comes in because I really do want to help. And I, you know, when they say that their child's graduating, oh, how's Junior doing, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and you know what, you're, you're not a sucker. You're a kind person. You're not being taken advantage of. You're not a sucker. Folks out there, she's not. None of us are. But Beth is the kindest, most big-hearted person. Donna is the kindest, most big-hearted person. And we just want to be helpful. You're damn kind as well. Big-hearted. Oh, my goodness. We're back on mutual. Okay, are we done mutually worshiping one another? No. Never. There's nothing to say that once in a while you can't lower your price. That's exactly right. You know, under a certain circumstance. But, you know, right. when you run into the bargain shopper, another way you can sniff them out, so to speak, is to see if they write your the email personally. You know, mm. for example, um, I get a lot of email queries about from mm-hmm. That are like, hey, I ran across your website and I'm very interested in your copywriting services. And they just say, hi, comma. Right. And they don't say, hi, Donna, or I'm really, you know, interested in your services. You seem to do great work. They don't send me a personalized email in any way. Right. It's almost like they they sending my email, this email, to like six other people. Right. And that to me, it's like, wow, all right. They're not writing to me because they've seen my work and respect my reputation in the industry. They're just writing because they found a bunch of writers on the internet and they're just going to see who can give them the quickest turnaround. That's very common. That's very common. I mean, in the publishing world, and I'm sure it's the same in copywriting for, for certain, is in many regards, you're looking for a reason to say no, because this, this email hits your inbox and you're like, ew, really? And it's the same mm-hmm. with query. So when I get a dear Bart, dear, dear Bart, Bart, I'm pretty sure they didn't Bart. in any way or shape or form know anything about us or how we work. Mm-hmm. And I want to work with people who give a rip enough. So, I mean, when we have the bargain hunter, I mean, I'll check them out. I've, we'll, you know, I, I do the, the, the sniff test and all, but um, if, you know, I'll Google them, I'll check them out, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if things come back remotely stinky, it's just an automatic no. Oh yeah. my God, I'm calling you Bart from now on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bart. And it's like, I'm Bart. Uh, oh, I love it. I, yeah. love and, but you know, you have to be that way because yeah, we're busy. Yeah. working for real clients and you don't want to waste your time and it's right. even more aggravating that if you say well all right you know i looked at this this guy and i looked at his products and okay you know maybe i'll follow up on this and then you follow up on it and you waste a lot of time and energy figuring out that he's going to 
just be a troublesome client and you're wasting a lot of time, you know? So it's, it's, tr it's all about trying to snip out these things from the start. And what's and, weird is the gut. You have to go by your gut yes. feeling. Oh, time. my God, yes, that is so true. Every time I haven't listened to that, I have really regretted it. Yes. yes. I had a guy get in touch with me once. Donna, you know who it is. Get in touch with me once to write a book for him. And at first, I thought, well, you know, this isn't going to be that hard. This, yeah, maybe 2500 I don't know. Let's, let's, you know, and I kind of bandied that about. And I said, but that's not cast in stone. Let me look at everything that you're going to want me to do. And I came up to $20,000 because he wanted so much in this book, including research and emails and marketing assets and all that good stuff. And when I said, yeah, you know, it's looking like 15 to 20K, what happened to 2,500? You said 2,500. <laughs> And we had had no verbal agreement, and you know I know what those are. You're a former attorney. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had. I had no verbal agreement, no written agreement. I was giving him a ballpark, and he got so snippy that he hung up on me. <gasps> Bye. Yep. And I said, you know okay. What? Consider the fact then that you dodged a bullet. I did. Because. Imagine if you had agreed to your price and went ahead and started working for him and he became the nightmare client. Oh, absolutely. He would have been. He would have been. Yeah. You'd still be working on it. He would have tried to get out of paying you the rest of your fee and it just would have been a nightmare. No. So he wanted you to write a book and write the marketing materials for it, the email series, the web page. Wow. Looked like it was going to be a nice big chunky project that would come in stages and you basically I, did the book and then all this other stuff kind of started trickling in oh, i didn't do the book at all oh but but he you just but you bid assuming it was a I book. Bid the, yeah i bid the book excuse me um yeah and i figured you know the the way i work is the way you guys work usually is 50 percent upfront non-refundable right i usually do 25 percent on first draft that gets me paid 75 percent. so if somebody skips out yeah, I wouldn't want to miss, miss the last 25, but at least I've got 75. Right, right. And I don't give them the draft until they pay my invoice. So I kind of hold it hostage. But this guy was just bananas. I had another client I did a whole bunch of work for. He just said, and it was, it, I was going through an intermediary. And this guy decided he didn't like what I'd done and he refused to pay my last bill. And it wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. Hmm. But I let it go and wrote it off as a bad debt because if I hadn't, it would have put the intermediary in a very bad position. Uh -huh. And so you have to think about that too. If you're going through a third party like... Uh, there are copywriting agents, uh, not many of them, uh, or, a, you know, even a regular agent for a novel. You have to think about that third-partiness of things and how that could affect them as well. So it all comes down to doing your, on, on your part, doing your due diligence. Yep. 
when someone comes to you about your services, find out who they are, where they live, so to speak, their business and all of that good stuff. And then think about what you're going to do and what your, um, what your qualifications are. You know, um, as I mentioned earlier, if someone just sends me a form email, bye-bye. Right. Um, if they say this could be a lot of work in the future, that's great if it happens, but don't right. cut your fee. Right. Um, you can't cut your fee. And you just have to take every project with a grain of salt. And remember that nothing is a done deal until they sign on the dotted line and send that check. And yeah, nothing's a done deal until the check clears. Exactly. <laughs> because we have all run into problems when I've had clients sign agreements, hire me for a copywriting or a digital marketing project. I cross out that time on that calendar because, hey, you know, they're in my production schedule now. And then right. I never hear from them. They go completely ghost. I don't get right. it. And I've turned them away. So that's why I always say, well, all right, I, this 50% deposit is you locking my schedule in. You are locked into my schedule the minute I receive payment. Right. And then you go. Right. So exactly. You have to really protect yourself a bunch of different ways. And when you start putting these protections in place, you'll see that the bargain shoppers aren't going to hang around. No. They'll go to someone on Fiverr or any of the other ones where they don't have to deal with all of these hoops to jump. Exactly. And I've had people say, well, I could go to Fiverr. And my response is, go ahead. Yeah. And, and they usually will go, uh, well, uh, I said, don't threaten me. Just, it's not nice. I wouldn't. I, I, I turned into Sheldon Cooper. It's not nice. You know, and, and I try to be as kind as I could, can with everyone, um, but I'm not going to put up with being, you know, hornswoggled. It's the only word that's coming into my very tired brain right now. Well, um, about being professional and, and treating mm -hmm. a client with the respect that you yeah. return is key. Right? That's right. key. I mean, the minute someone starts disrespecting me, that's it. I'm done. And right. if I, I don't even consider them, and if I'm midway through a project working for them, mm -hmm. which has happened to all of us too, you know, they all seem great in the beginning, and then sometimes you get midway through the project and you're like, oh, <laughs> what about that? And that, that's no. where, you know, if, if, if someone is listening and they are in a position where they can't just say, oh, I don't want to work with you, just get it in writing, get it in the contract, then yes. you, then you have something to fall back on. Yes. And, and you know what we'll do? We will put up a sample contract on our website. I can do that and just pull out one of my old ones so that somebody could take a look at it with some of the things that we put or that I put in my contract uh, to make sure that you don't get snookered. Um, and one of them is something called a, a change order. And if they don't you know, if I have a client who doesn't give me changes within 21 days, they're done. I'm not doing any more. That's three weeks. And unfortunately, you, you have to be that yeah. precise. You yeah. really do. Exactly. 
Exactly. Do we have any other uh, pearls of wisdom for our audience before we uh, end our podcast today? Well, I would say getting back to the bargain shopper. Um, remember that once you lower your fee, you're never going to get it back up, no, no matter what. Even no. if they do come across with, with giving you so much work, <laughs> um, you're never going to be able to, to charge what your going rate is. There's right. always going to be an excuse. And the minute you say, well, look, I'm sorry, but, you know, the last three email campaigns I did for you was a thousand, you know, they were a thousand dollars for five thousand dollars worth of work. I'm going to have to charge you my full freight this time. I'm sorry. What? You, you can't do that. We can't afford that. And they will scurry away and go to somebody else because it, it's all about getting something for as cheap as they can. And, you know, if they want that, I can't blame them. They want to get good work for as little as they can. But you know what? You're in business to make money. You're not a charity. Right. And you deserve to be paid what you're worth. I mean, once again, it's all about respect. Respect right. your expertise, your talent, your experience, your time. That's a huge other thing, too. Um, yeah. You know, they need Absolutely. to take your time into consideration as well. And if I'm, if I'm, oh, are you... Go ahead. I'm I, have one, I have one final thought too. In, when when you're checking somebody out, I, I this this is this one was a surprise to me. Um, someone had contacted me to write their back of the book blurb, mm. and uh, I checked him out. And oh man, he was on Facebook. Man, he was so zen, and he was like woke. <laughs> That's apparently a term, and he was just. Oh my God. I mean, everyone loved him. He had pictures of his family and him and, oh, he's so wise and wonderful. See, I'm waving my arm because, yes, yeah, seriously, he was horrible. I believe it. Ab absolutely horrible. So, oh my God. so when I say check things out, yeah, check things out, but take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, absolutely. It was the worst project in my recent memory that I've ever done for anybody because he was, wow. Was he wow. awful? And wow. at trying to lower the price at every turn. It was a simple back of the book blurb. 200, 150 to 200 words. And yet, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, my final thought is when you are listening to somebody who wants you to lower your fee, be kind in your tone and be kind in your words, but be firm in your actions. Yes. Yes, and, amen. And you need to just say, thank you very much. I'm not the correct writer for you. I wish you good luck in finding what you need. But wait a minute. No. Thank you so much. And then and say, have a great day. And sometimes you end up hanging up. But you've got to be strident in your actions, but kind with your words. And finally, too, I mean, I feel kind of bad telling that story about that one woke dude. I've had a hundred other, at least yeah. fantastic, uh, wonderful sure. clients. Oh my gosh. Sure. They are the best writers are the best people in the world. Every once in a while you run across someone who's whatever, but uh, my, you know, the, the, the people we're talking about here are generally the exception, not the oh, rule. We'll run into them. Absolutely. I, I mean, in the eight, 19, can't believe it, 19 years that I've been a freelance copywriter, I would say maybe I can count the really awful clients on the fingers of one hand. 
yeah right for 19 years and yeah. i have worked for a lot of companies and, and i've worked with a lot of writers wow they're fantastic yeah yep. yep and me too and i work with a lot of of writers as an editor and also as a ghostwriter and as a copywriter so it, it it's ju just do your due diligence and listen to your gut and there's just enough of the crazy ones that just give you the crazy stories and they, they can color your day and you know yep yep that's true and you, this, you can avoid them easily by yes sniff test i wrote this like a million times <laughs> on a sniff test that's yes, right. indeed. this has been a great great podcast um i i know that that we've got other issues within this topic to talk about uh, so uh, we hope you're going to have a great day. This is Victoria, Beth, and Donna from the Three Chicks, threechicks.com. And please send us an email if you have any further questions about this topic, because we'd be happy to help. Links All are right. in the description. Yes, ma'am. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. See you next month. Bye.